0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Jay Kim's Topic. I'm your host, Jason Kim. And today's episode we will be covering uh, a style of tattoo that I think anyone that grew up in the Western world, especially North America, all know this kind of tattoo. And we often refer to it as the Sailor Tattoo or the Sailor Jerry Tattoo. Um, I've also heard, referred to it as the American Traditional But I guess I'll be bouncing around those three terms. So for the sake of this episode, the episode title, I called it American Traditional. um, Just because I guess we're going by country. So I thought why not just go with the title American Traditional as opposed to Sailor Jerry. But if you Google Sailor Jerry, you'll get obviously the, the alcohol, the rum, Sailor Jerry, the spiced rum. And it gives you a history behind the name Sailor Jerry. And long story short it turns out sailor jerry is a real guy who popularized sailor tattoos in the 1920s until his death in the 70s if you go to sailorjerry.com you know at this website they give you a well written historical account of sailor jerry or his real name is norman keith collins it's actually a pretty decent read it talks about his uh, early career as a tattoo artist and how he was in the navy and was tattooing a lot of navy guys and a lot of his style was these old school navy tattoos of like mermaids, uh, dragons, sharks, uh, nautical stars, you know, stuff like that. So this episode will be structured in three sections. So the first one being history, the second one being superstition, meaning what does each motif mean and what does the motif mean on what part of the body. And then lastly, I'll end it with a conclusion and closing remarks and whatever. Uh, just a reminder, as I've said in uh, earlier episodes, it's all this is all very brief and introductory. The entire thing is just to give us an idea what these cultures are, and we'll go more into it in a in a future season where I can actually get in some tattoo artists and then we could talk about it and you know that'd be nice. So the opening episode, I kind of just gave you a brief summary of or a brief tell yeah a brief summary of Sailor Jerry. What does that you know the etymology of that term or that word and being associated with norman keith collins that tattoo artist who would tattoo these sailors and so today and i well i guess back in those days post world war ii or during world war ii and and i guess up till today it's very common for sailors to before they go off on their duty or tour duty whatever you call it uh before they go off they get you know tattooed and One of the stories I was reading on the Sailor Jerry Rum uh, website, they said that there's one street where it's like people get wasted. It's like a party street. And it was common for the sailors before they would go out to to sea. Well, they'll hit up the brothels and then also get tattooed and then get drunk and just kind of the entire hangover film just pretty much happens in that one night before they go off sailing. But also, just the idea of. Getting a tattoo before you're leaving, but also getting a tattoo to the most exotic places you go to. That all goes back to that idea in the last episode when we talked about Polynesian tattoos and James Cook and his crew getting tattooed by one of the indigenous people that they brought on board. And how the indigenous people tell them that, you know, this means this and that means that if you get tattooed this way and that way, there's a cultural exchange that, most, that definitely happened on board. And it was a cultural exchange between two naval cultures. The English were great sailors as, you know, because of that, they ruled the world. And um, the indigenous Polynesians, I mean, to get to where they are, they were excellent sailors as well. So this tattoo exchange on board James Cook's ship is like an exchange between two Navy countries. That's the kind of way I see it. And there's perhaps even a a moment of appreciation during that time because these are both sailors, they probably appreciate each other's maybe uh, sailing equipment and techniques or whatever, but it seems like sailors doesn't matter what culture, they view things very similarly. And it all has to do with that, you know, that time in the ocean. And I guess one way to express how they view life, the world view on the ocean, they perhaps express that through the tattoos they get. Now you're entering that world where a similar culture speak a similar language and perhaps tattooing was one of those things where it translated well between an english sail crew under james cook and Mai uh, and it, the one of the indigenous people on board his ship and other polynesian indigenous people that were on board as well probably had this exchange to be like okay we're both sailors we both have you know this kind of tattoo culture happening anyway i know i kind of went I kind of went sidetracked but this is how cultural and not just culture but information gets exchanged and passed from culture to culture I mean all the evidence is there where when James Cook returns to Europe that's when the word tattoo gets proliferated because perhaps they found a really maybe the word tattoo resonated better was just it's obviously an easier word to say and it means one specific thing and it resonates with the with the Europeans and that's how we got the word tattoo because cultural exchange also think about being on board the james cook ship you just went from england and you sailed around the tip of south america and then you made it through the pacific and then you cross the pacific which is essentially an oceanic desert and you finally make it to new zealand or something and then you you know you meet these people and it settles in that you really are on the other other side of the world to you are as remote as you can be And wouldn't you want some sort of souvenir and especially as a sailor when you've worked your way to get to this point getting tattooed is like a mark of achievement it's like a i guess like a warrior thing if you will but i i i would be the first one in line to be like yes i want a tattoo to you know commemorate this moment and that idea definitely transferred over within the navy in general it it goes with the english and then the americans definitely adopted obviously with their english roots and, you know, it, this is within the English-speaking world. And then you got this tattoo that we see today, the American traditional, this uh, sailor tattoo, the U.S. Navy tattoos, you know, with the anchor and a Popeye kind of look. During and after World War II, the American Navy grew and many servicemen... So you fast forward to World War II and today, and that's still that same mentality still applies, you know. I would imagine that, uh, let's say... A US uh, Navy ship goes from you know San Diego and goes all the way to Guam near Japan and then you get off of Guam and you might have you know like a week off on that exotic island on the other side of the Pacific of course you wouldn't want to get tattoos like yo I made it all the way here you know, I was part of a crew that you know helped to keep the ship afloat and make it to its destination I mean today I would probably still do the same I know people where, wherever they travel to in the world they get a commemor- commemorative tattoo wherever, wherever they gone you know, it's a common thing. It's a travel thing, I suppose. But if you watch any pirate film or any Navy film or yeah, anything like that, like Master and Commander, that's a really good film I watched recently. It came out a while ago. Or any of the Pirates of the Caribbean film. The one thing you do notice about sailors is that they all have their superstition. Every ship is a woman. And you, that's why you can't have women on board because it's a distraction or whatever. She gets jealous. You know, so, you know stuff superstition like that, right? You always know that pirates always have these weird funny superstitions and when you put yourself in their shoes and you spend all day almost the majority of your life at sea and at the mercy of nature in an environment that is completely foreign to humans which is the ocean it's still very foreign to us we're not we're not we're not fucking aquaman but to be under the pressure of nature and knowing that your life is on the line if you and your crew don't work well together Even if you and your crew do work well together, it doesn't guarantee that you would survive the trip. It could be starvation or, you know, whatever, right? So you're constantly reminded that your life is on the line all the time. So, of course, you would develop certain superstitions when things go right, when they've been going wrong. Or when things have been going right and then immediately goes wrong, then, of course, you'll have some some sort of superstition. But today, it's like, oh, we have science to explain that. It's understandable. The ocean is unpredictable and will never be tamed. As such, sailors felt a need for protection. Tattoos as good luck talismans started proliferating. If your necklace is your good luck charm, there's a high chance of losing it. Whereas, you will never lose a tattoo. Unless someone... Anyway. (laughs) So, now we're at this part. I want to go over the superstition and the motifs. And I'm going to say some of them. Obviously, like... This is just audio forms, but if I say the things I'm about to say, I know you would picture a typical, like, old-school-style tattoo in your head. Oh, yeah, so the first one, which is probably the most popular one, is Anchor. An Anchor refers to a sailor who has achieved the rank of boatswain or chief, though historically indicated sailing across the Atlantic. Oh, so if you get an Anchor, it's either you're a chief or, you know, you've sailed across the Atlantic. Which it probably explains why so many boomers have anchor tattoos because they were probably all in the Navy or they were immigrants from like Ireland and stuff and they actually came here by boat or something next motif is dragon dragon refers to a sailor that has served in Asia okay makes sense fully rigged ship represents a tra- traversal of Cape Horn uh, Cape Horn is the southern I- edge of uh, South Africa I th- yeah that's that's Cape Horn I'm pretty sure after a quick google search i was i was wrong so cape horn is the tip of south america in fact so you get a fully rigged ship if you go over the tip of south america so that's like chile argentina golden dragon means a sailor has crossed the international date line okay harpoon refers to a member of a fishing fleet hula girl which is probably the classic one that you see on the sailor uh sailor jerry realm bottles Hula girl reflects being stationed in Hawaii or sailing there. Okay, which is like, seems like everyone. <laughs> red and green nautical star on the chest shows that the wearer has won a bar fight in a foreign port. <laughs> that's such a weird... <laughs> okay, so red and green nautical stars, so if you win a bar fight at some foreign country, that's that, that's funny. Wait, but does it have to be against a foreign local? Or does it have to be just against anyone? And why red and green? By the way, nautical star tattoos are so gangster. I always found them really cool. Especially like the one you, the one you see in... Um, what's that film? Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises is like this uh, Russian gang film. With Viggo Mortensen. Uh, it's really good. Great film. The tattoos in that film is like super gangster. Pretty cool. But yeah, anyway. Shellback... Which I guess is the shell of a turtle. Shellback represents crossing the equator. Okay. Uh well, sure. Okay, I guess turtle migration? Uh, Anyway. Golden shellback represents having crossed the equator and international dateline at the same time. Oh, okay, so I guess at that intersection. Okay, cool. Because international dateline, I think it goes across it goes through Paris. And I think it also goes through London. And because the earth is curved so it goes through the tip the western tip of africa i think or right off the coast something like that and then the equator going in the middle horizontally so it crosses there so if i'm right does that mean you crossed the to get the golden shell back does that mean you have to cross like through like right off the coast of africa Uh, anyway i'm uh, west coast of africa Uh, that's what i'm guessing i don't know Oh wait, there's more. It's like a Super Mario uh items in like Mario Kart. Shellback, golden shellback, and winged shellback. Winged shellback is like the blue shell, I guess. <laughs> Worn by aviators who have crossed the equator whilst flying, whilst flying. Okay, so this one, oh it's not a navy one. This is uh this is an air for a like Air Force one. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize this was in here. Cool, that's cool to know. So we got three Mario Party items or Mario Kart items that could also be tattoos Shellback, that has to be the green one where you shoot straight Golden Shellback Um, There's golden mushrooms in Mario Kart But I don't know about golden shells in Mario Kart Okay, moving on Wing Shellback is the blue shell Alright, we all agree Now, I guess golden shellback could be the red one Anyway Next one is rope around the wrists Hold fast across the knuckles. Okay, so if you have a rope around your wrist, if that's the tattoo, or you have hold fast, H-O-L-D-F-A-S-T, across all your knuckles, it represents a sailor who is or was a deckhand. Oh, make, oh, okay, makes sense. Okay, it's a sailing, it's a sailing reference. Okay, the guys, like the people who has to like rig all the sails and get flown about in a bad storm. That's why it's hold fast. Oh, okay, because of rogue waves. Okay, this is all making sense. This is all very new to me. This is cool. Okay. Swallow, which is the bird. Uh, you, I see them around uh, near the river. Initially obtained when first setting to sea, now traditionally received for each increment of 5,000 miles sailed. Oh. Oh, okay, cool. So if you sail 5,000 miles, you get a swallow tattoo. They, they, those look dope. I always like those. Next one is chicken and pig. I don't think this has to do with Chinese zodiac. Usually tattooed on each foot, pig on the left, chicken on the right to protect the sailor from drowning in a shipwreck. huh? This is from chicken and pigs set to survive wrecks because their wooden shipping containers kept them afloat. Oh. oh that's funny. Oh that's pretty funny. okay, cool. So back then they would keep chicken and pigs in these wooden crates and the wooden crates would float and by logic they thought if i get a tattooed on my foot i will float until the shark comes up which is the next tattoo in the last one the shark motif as a protection against being eaten if the sailor fell overboard (laughs) but if placed on the arm it means that you stand your ground you're not going to be food for the sharks okay so if a shark's on your arm then you're like alpha but any other place is just a, a way to protect, your, to, you know, to protect yourself from other sharks. So, if ever you are on a cruise, get a tattoo of wait, a pig on your left, on your left foot. Get a chicken on your right foot. Get a shark tattooed anywhere you want. You'll be fine. You'll be safe. You're good. Because everything else is achievements and like, it's like achievements and trophies like on Xbox or something, you know. So. And or, or Mario Kart items. That's what all these tattoos look like to me. It's like imagine you're playing Red Dead Redemption and you make it to Chinatown in Saint Denis. You get like the dragon tattoo or the dragon skin. It's like you know, it's the same thing. If you think about it in the video game logic. Okay, so I gave you some. I gave I you some really a uh, basic point and idea of the American traditional tattoo, where it comes from, its motivation, what it means for people. And you could tell that it's... I wouldn't say superficial, but it was it's definitely achievement-orientated. It's about what you've earned, what you worked for. You've made it this far, you get this. You've done this, you get that. Whereas when we looked at the Polynesian tattoos, it's not so much of what you've earned. It's more of an introduction into a lifestyle. Once you get tattooed in... I think it was in a Tongan warriors get tattooed in a specific way. But you only... You get tattooed that way because you're introduced into a lifestyle and this is who you are for the rest of your life kind of thing. No, that is the thing. Whereas this American traditional it's more about your body's a blank slate and it's it's mileage. That's that's what it is. It's kind of like just mileage. Not in a bad way, but you know, I've done this much, get patch it on. And it's and it kind of shows you the difference between two different cultures when you really think about it is When you're introduced into the lifestyle, let's say, let's use a more relatable example if you're North American. Uh, Let's say for Jewish people, you are born into Judaism. You don't earn Judaism, you know what I mean? Like you don't earn to be called Jew or Jewish or, you know, any association like that. You're born into it. You live it. You you could reject it all you want, but an aspect of you, even biologically, if you want to argue, is Jewish. So in a way, is that if you think about tattoos, and again going back to that Polynesian warrior, once he gets tattooed, all of that, your entire worldview and your being, your tribe's worldview, your tribe's religion, your culture, you embody that, you personify that. Now, is you are constantly a walking personification of the culture. I mean, your individuality is obviously there and that matters, is intact. But right off the bat, wherever you present yourself with all those warrior-like tattoos, it Let's other people know that's a warrior. This is who this person is. That person is of, is of this tribe. That's an extension of that tribe and that culture. Whether that's friendly or foe, that's how people are seeing it. So the distinction between the individual and society in this Polynesian context, to me, it seems uh, a little more nuanced. Whereas in North America, even with the U.S. sailor tattoos, you can clearly see, for me at least, you can see the distinction between how we're you know between the personal and the social you know in the sailor, ta- sailor jerry tattoos no one's forcing them to get tattoos okay granted like there's definitely a lot of peer pressure but there's no cultural etiquette or cultural norm that's set in stone that says you have to get a tattoo before you get on ship it's up to you as an individual to do that or not it's an indi- it's a personal decision you don't take on society's worldviews onto yourself you just let the experience you take on just random world experiences and you put it onto yourself you get the you get to tailor what you want to do and the sailor jerry tattoos are like that because they're single pieces so you had one experience you put it on you had another experience you put it on but these experiences will not all be the same they'll vary from event to event whereas as polynesian tattoos it's it's one single continuous piece and it's ever growing it's uh it grows with you in life I suppose and so obviously there's gonna be marks of achievement that gets tattooed onto the Polynesian body for sure that's, I, think it, I think that's just humans, human way of validating what they do is that this is an achievement this is why I did this is why it should feel good or does feel good everybody wants a trophy I guess to reiterate that distinction that kind of uh, open-ended conversation I just had where I was just thinking out loud U.S. culture, not U.S. culture, but Western culture, North American culture, has a lot of emphasis, emphasis on the individual and looks to the world kind of like a, um, like a buffet. You go out, take what you want, experience what you want, and choose what you want. Everything is out there as a selection of experiences that you can have. So you go in as a blank canvas, whereas in other cultures, as in particular smaller cultures where the smaller population, it's sort of on the flip side. There isn't such a strong distinction between the individual and the tribe or in society. In a lot of smaller cultures, the individual and the tribe is one of the same. It's uh, You are who you are, but you do things for the betterment of your society. And it says a lot about the Western world because everything is so stable that you can now start focusing on yourself and do what you want to do as an individual person of this world. And it's interesting how tattoos kind of reflect that a little bit. I've seen a lot of people of older generations with a collection of tattoos. But they're not all one single piece that you'd find in Asia or in Polynesian styles. This one is like, you know, it's just... It's like a lot of different badges on a on a bag. Or a, lo- a lot of those uh, pins that those Boy Scout dudes get for every achievement they get. That's what a lot of these Sailor Jerry tattoos look like. And it's just... For a lot of them, they just look nice, they pretty, and all cool. Others, they actually go for the achievements, but it's a collection. So what does that say about our generation or the generation prior to mine? And what did I write? Generation X and millennials have popularized the sailor traditional... Excuse me. Have popularized the traditional sailor tattoos. It had fallen out of style for a while, but the last few decades brought it back. I tried looking for a specific reason, but none was provided. So it seemed like there was a... a blank between the boomer generation that served in the U.S. Navy and then the Gen X, the punk rock generation, the the first wave of hip-hop fans. That generation sort of brought back that tattoo tradition or that that, that tattoo fad, if you will. They've repopularized it because punk rock and hip-hop is countercultural. And tattoos at that time was countercultural if you weren't a sailor, I suppose. But also going back to the comments i made about the individual individualism and tattoos and how the west is full of it i wrote one of the main overlapping traits between gen x and millennials my generation's millennials and gen x is the one before is the strong expression of individualism the ultimate countercultural act is getting tattooed sailor tattoos are uniquely western and their appeal may come from a nostalgic factor with the uncomfortable reality of awkward tattoos that are seen as culture appropriating, sailor tattoos perhaps help avoid that. Okay, so to the point I made before, Gen X and millennials do enjoy being countercultural, but a lot of people would argue that millennials are like fake countercultural, <laughs> especially Gen X people. A few millennials in that in that way, which is you know it's pretty funny. There's always going to be beefs no matter what, but both generations have a strong I guess a strong opinion on individualism and an individual free will and all that stuff but not just the individual specifically but the emphasis on experiences and experiencing life and enjoying it and going out there. And I guess getting tattooed is one of those things where it's the ultimate commitment of being countercultural in that in that rationale. And also remember that period in the 90s and 2000s where everyone's getting Chinese character tattoos. The was the most popular Chinese character tattoo I've seen proliferate throughout my life among white people is the character of love in Chinese and Mandarin I've seen that everywhere on everyone that's a common one to me it's become a meme that's a meme and and the reality is that those tattoos are out of fashion because social discourses have changed and now we don't Now that more and more people through the internet have found out that the Chinese characters, they did get tattooed, really mean something else and not what they wanted. And so my theory is that perhaps that's another reason why Sailor Jerry tattoos became popular. Maybe cover-up art has become more popular nowadays. A lot of people getting uncomfortable tattoos that they want to fix and a lot of artists are becoming more and more creative with that and maybe sailor jerry tattoos or north american traditional tattoos is a safe bet because no one's gonna get mad at that doesn't matter what ethnicity you are that's a very western thing so if you're born or raised in the west those kind of tattoos wouldn't make sense on you that's my theory maybe it's a way to cover up or maybe it's just pure nostalgia that people love this old school style of popeye's tattoo you know or maybe because people are traveling more than ever they carry the sailor the sailor motivation of marking your journeys on your body and need to mark your body on your own personal travel achievements you know I said that earlier and and when you go on social media it just seems like more and more, more and more people are traveling I mean myself I, I used to travel quite frequently and I will go to places where I've been there in the low season and I would come back in the high season for example Rome I, I've been there in March like a really random time even it's American Spring Break there weren't that many tourists and I went again in July and it was just it was crazy and I imagine that getting souvenir tattoos are becoming more and more popular I remember when I got when I was getting my Montreal logo tattoo someone asked me is this like a souvenir tattoo and I was like no I just you know I just always really liked the logo and I wanted to get it but when he said that I realized oh the fact that he just brought that up casually means that this happens often But when you really think about it, whenever you go to exotic countries where they have loose tattoo rules, like in I was in Bali and there was a tattoo shop at every corner in Bali. So with this idea of tattoo souvenirs and also more people traveling, and I'm also as, especially as someone who is of the Commonwealth country, so, you know, Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, wherever, New Zealand. South Africa, I'm just naming countries now, whatever. So among the like Commonwealth countries, there's a popular thing to take a gap year, which is you take a year off from school and you just sort of travel the world and you experience the world and you go do your thing as a young adult before you no longer get to be a young adult. And with the millennial generation, so much being about being about experience, Traveling is already pushing your comfort zone You could still be staying at a, I mean staying in a luxurious hotel Sort of defeats the purpose of travel sometimes Unless you have money to spend And you want to ball out Then you do you But when you travel you, You're already in a state of Pushing your comfort zone Because you're not at home So you're already pushing your comfort zone In a foreign environment And the millennial generation Being so much about experience I think getting a tattoo while traveling Is probably like the most The best thing so whenever you look at your tattoo, you're just reminded of that fun time back in your life. Sort of the same way when I look at my tattoos right now, I'm like, oh, I remember that time in my life. That was, that was something. <laughs> I guess to summarize, Sailor Jerry tattoos perhaps reflect more about North American worldview, which is individualism, experience, going out there, earning your achievements. Although the Sailor Jerry tattoos, is it's, it's ultimately tied to the sailing experience back then, even today perhaps. It doesn't change the fact how much it resonates with today's North American generation of the idea of exploring and traveling and experiencing and marking your body with those achievements. That's perhaps why Sailor Jerry tattoos are the most popular today. Because they're easy. When I mean easy, I mean in terms of placing it on your body and they're relatively small all the time so it doesn't take too much time. They're bite-sized tattoos when you think about other styles. And again, how is that not such a perfect reflection of North American society? Anyway, that's my thoughts on this episode on American traditional tattoos. The part about the cultural differences between Polynesia and North America, I didn't write that. I just kind of thought about it right now. Thank you for listening. This was, uh, I personally enjoyed doing this one. Uh, I, I didn't expect to enjoy doing this one. But again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being an audience. My name is Jason Kim. You can follow me on Instagram at Jason underscore Jisoo. Jisoo, G-I-S-O-O. And please uh, like, share, subscribe to my podcast. And, uh, share it to your friends, families. Play it in the background in your next house party if you're allowed to have one. Whatever. Anyway, as always, thank for thank you for being an audience. Thank you for listening. My name is Jason Kim from Montreal. Thank you.